Hey, y'all, let's talk about politics and religion. Or would you prefer that we not? Does thinking about it give you social anxiety? On today's episode of the Unspoken Cycle podcast, I'm exploring the faux pas of social conversation surrounding politics and religion. Why do these two topics almost always result in intense discussion? And better yet, how can we navigate these tricky waters civilly when our friends and loved ones are at odds with our personal views? Do we have to lose friendships because we're on opposite sides of the fence? Or can we all just simply get along? Dare we find out? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Unspoken Cycle Podcast, where women of all ages and stages in life can find guidance and solace from life's everyday stresses. In each episode, we'll tackle a range of topics, including relationships, health, fertility, self-love, careers, mental illness, and more. Stay Stay tuned tuned for valuable insights, personal anecdotes, and the comfort of knowing you're not not alone. alone. Here's your host, Leah Vaughn. Hello, everybody. How are y'all doing today? Let me tell you, this heat is insane. I feel like the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz when she's melting. I really feel that way. I have been spending a lot of time in our pool in the backyard. We put in an above ground pool, nothing fancy, but something enough to get in and submerge myself in water. Unfortunately, It's not that big of a pool, so the sun heats it up pretty quickly, and it's almost defeating the purpose of a cool body of water to, you know, enjoy. This heat is is just driving me insane. But I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to the holiday weekend. We don't have a whole lot planned. I have a birthday coming up, so that's going to be much more fun than celebrating the holiday weekend. The Hopefully the next few days will just kind of be quiet and low key. I'm sure I will try to get out in the early mornings and do some yard work. We need to mow the lawn. So I'm going to get out and work on that. And that's about it. We have a 12-month-old Kane Corso, and this will be his first um, 4th of July with us. So I'm hoping he does well and doesn't freak out too much. You know, he survived New Year's, but in Florida, 4th of July, it's a banger. Ha ha ha. No pun intended. (laughs) You have to laugh at that one. Okay. But yeah, so just looking forward to the next few days being kind of calm and quiet and um, hoping to enjoy some sunshine, even even if it's from the inside. So I hope you guys are able to take a break and get some downtime. Hopefully you get some time off of work and can spend some time with your friends and family as well. And because of the holiday, let's go ahead and segue into today's topic for the unspoken cycle. I decided to dig into a topic of conversation that's controversial I am not one for controversy. I am very much like Switzerland when it comes to a lot of things. I tend to see both points of view. I tend to look at things from different perspectives and try to be um, 
just level-headed and uh, fair anytime um, with most anything that I talk about in conversation. However, I wanted to talk about the faux pas of politics and religion and social conversation, just because especially here in Florida, I hear a lot of comments sometimes um, when I talk to people about where I live, they automatically bring up political things that are in the news or ask me my point of view or thoughts on certain things that are going on around me. And um, this is, uh, I don't, it's technically not in the Bible Belt, but it's definitely a Bible Belt state. There's a lot of conservatism here in Florida. And we moved here from a very uh, liberal area in New York City. And so it's different um, than what we're used to. However, you know, a lot of people look at me and think that they already automatically understand where I'm coming from, where my point of views are, and will openly speak to me as if they assume how I already feel, which, you know, ignites conversation. And what people don't realize is don't let my exterior fool you. I am almost 43 years old, so I am a Gen Xer, and I am a conservative lesbian in an interracial marriage, and I was raised in a religious household for the majority of my life and my upbringing. All of those things <laughs> lead to different views and opinions, and I think it's so interesting that people automatically project their views and opinions onto me based on how they think I should fit into society politically and religiously based on my upbringing and based on my current life. So yeah, I definitely want to talk about how to navigate those tricky waters of conversation when it comes to politics and religion. Annoyingly, a lot of people that I casually conversate with, especially here, since we've moved here, talk about politics and religion. And I am actually one of those people that does not welcome that into my conversation. I personally feel like these are two very personal and deeply rooted areas of someone's life that are based on morals and values and the things that are important to them and how they want to live their lives. And I rarely will talk about these things with other people, but my experience as of late has been that a lot of people want to talk to me about these things. So I want to know how y'all feel about this. And I wanted to talk about kind of why these things are so uncomfortable to discuss? And also, is it really necessary, even when you're at odds with somebody or even with you're on a different side of the fence as somebody, is it really necessary that y'all can't get along? Do we have to be so divided? Does it have to be so hostile? Are we able to sit down at the table and hear each other out and still respect each other for our points of view? Um, there may be times when we can, and there may be times when we can't. There may be times when we need to walk away from the conversation, and there may be times when we have to walk away from the friendship or the relationship because of these things. So it's not just necessarily a surface issue. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested in just kind of sparking the conversation and seeing where it goes. So let's get started. You're listening, You're listening to The Unspoken Cycle with Leah Vaughn. 
Embrace your female within. I think it's first most important to acknowledge that we all have the right to believe what we believe, to feel what we feel, to prioritize the morals and the values that uh, are best aligned with how we want to live our lives, and also to respect each other for it. I think that the controversy in politics and religion comes from, obviously, the enormous diversity in our culture and in society and around the world. And right now, especially, we live in a social climate of what I do and what I say is best for me. You should respect that. But if you do differently than me, I can't respect that. I see that there's a brokenness in the way that we respect each other and allow each other to live freely without judgment. I certainly think that's where the root of the problem has always been. There's no rule or law that says, I have to feel how you feel and I have to believe what you believe about this and that or the other, and vice versa. So when we come across people who don't feel or believe the same as we do, why are we so judgmental and why are they not good enough to be around or to conversate with or to be friends with and vice versa? When someone is talking to us and we're expressing differing views or opinions, why is that like World War III? Especially today, we live in such a sensitive society. And often things are taken out of context or personally when that's not how it was intended to be. So I think that we have to first understand it's okay if people don't see life in the way that we see it and feel the need to live life the way that we live it personally. I think that we have lost the value of mutual respect, honestly. And that's a lot of the reason why I don't like to have these conversations. Because as soon as the conversation starts to drift apart, it's an, it becomes intense, it becomes debatable, it becomes you know, defensive, and all of these things. And I'm thinking, why? I respect how you feel. I respect your life and and your right to live it the way that you want. So why am I the bad guy in this? You know, so I don't like to have those conversations. And it it quite frankly really does irritate me when people ask me things or say things and expect me to agree with them. And I'm thinking, well, you don't know me like that. Why would you assume that? You know, for example, I am a lesbian woman. I am in an interracial marriage. A lot of people expect us to be extremely liberal-minded individuals. I am, in a lot of ways, very rooted in my religious upbringing. There are a lot of things I am very conservative about in my belief system and in the morals and the values that I live in my life. And so I'm thinking how awfully presumptuous of you to look at me and assume that you know how I feel or how I live my life. And then you're so entitled to get upset at me (laughs) because I don't align 
with your values and morals. You know, so it's really a tricky thing to navigate. And unfortunately, because we are, especially in this country, in the United States, we are so divided when it comes to religion and political parties. It's hard to find common ground in conversation with people who are not like-minded. But I don't necessarily think that that's fair. I do know some great people in my life who I love to death. Some are family, some are friends who don't have the same views and opinions as I do. But we're still able to respect each other. We're able to draw healthy boundaries, which is something we're going to talk about. And there's no reason why we can't love each other and still have relationships and friendships with each other. And I just wish everybody could see it this way. And some of you are going to listen to this and click out of this podcast right now because you don't agree with me already, which is fine. But I just don't think there has to be such a hostile, divided environment when it comes to these topics of conversation. And that brings me to talking about boundaries. How do we set boundaries and when do we know when to end the conversation? Now, there are some of us who are confrontational and who welcome the conversation, and that's all good and fine. But at the end of the day, it's got to be exhausting to always have hostile, aggressive conversations just because you don't agree with somebody. Like, we can't walk around and just be angry assholes with, you know, to the people who um, may oppose the things that we believe in. Okay. So, when do we know how to politely set those boundaries? We should never be afraid to politely set those boundaries. We should always welcome other people's boundaries. If I say to you, look, I respect how you feel and I respect your your way of life and, and how you choose to live it, but it doesn't necessarily align with some of how I live my life. And this may not be a common ground for our conversation. That should be enough for us to table that topic and move on. But often it's not. Often we're probed for more. Okay, well, now I want to know why you feel that way. And I believe this, and this makes sense, and it's rationalized in my head. So why don't you believe that? Because it should make sense to you too. And and I guess you don't believe that. So something's wrong with you. So now I don't know if you're a good person or a bad person. You know, it just spirals into this crazy amount of judgment towards each other that to me makes no sense. I do think that there are extremes on all fronts. I think that there are extremely liberal views. I think there are extremely conservative views. I think there are extremely religious minded people. And I think that there are people who are absolutely not religious minded at all. You know, so there's always an extreme to it. And to me, if I sense that extremity coming from somebody, whether it's in their tone or now they're becoming aggressive or combative in their conversation with me, I have no problem ending the conversation and walking away. I'm not a coward or timid or afraid because I walk away from a conversation. I just don't welcome it. You know, I don't have to engage in anything that's not serving me. I do love to be challenged. I do like to hear other people's points of view. I do like to better understand where other people who are not like me are coming from. And so I like to listen. I like to think I'm a good listener. 
And like I said earlier, I like to think I'm, I listen with a fair ear. However, I draw a line and I don't have a problem drawing that line. And I think we all need to feel comfortable setting those boundaries. I think it can be most difficult to set those boundaries with family and friends, though, because we care about these people. Obviously, we're close with our family members for the most part. For example, me and my siblings, we grew up in the same household. We were all raised and we all went to church the same and experienced a lot of the same things together as far as how my parents raised us. You would think that we all believe the same things and abide by the same, you know, kind of life rules, I guess you could say. And that's that. But that's not that. We all grew up to be our own individual person. We all understood and began to see life on our own terms in different ways. And we are very different. I have a sister who is very rooted in the church and she's a pastor's wife. Her husband is a pastor and I love her to death. I hardly ever go to church. You know, we instill a lot of the values that I learned in growing up uh, in a Christian home in our home today, but I just don't go to church. I don't feel like I have to answer to anybody for that either. Do I discriminate against my sister who is a pastor's wife and who spends a lot of her time um, in the word and at church and, and in that fellowship community? Do I call her a Bible thumper? Do I tell her she's an extremist? No, I don't. I respect her. I love her. I think she's great. My father is very involved in the church. He is an elder at the church and that's the same church I grew up in. When I go home and visit, I go to church with him. You know, I respect him. So it's okay for me to feel how I feel about the things I've learned that fit my morals and values in life. And it's I'm still able to respect those that I love and their views and perspectives on the same topic. And I think that that should be something that we're all capable of. Politics. I typically don't talk politics in my family. Again, I'm very conservative. I support people and things that others would not expect me to support or agree with. But there are certain aspects of life that are rooted in me that I think are important in the way that I want to live, in the way that I want to raise my children. You know, and I don't think that it's anybody's business to ask me about those things. And I also don't think that I have to answer for those things. My belief system doesn't mean that I'm a certain kind of a person. You know, I do the work that I do with with women and with people and with healing and I love being that support system for the clients that I work with and for the patients that I work with. I love being a mental health advocate and have a lot of empathy for the suffering that individuals go through and and understanding of the healing process and how trauma can really impact our lives. I think that those qualities about me are some of the most important qualities that there are that speak about the kind of person that I am. So if I'm for or against this or that, you can't judge me as a whole based on that alone. And that's what we do when we have these conversations. We judge each other and we determine 
oh God, I can't believe they just said they like that person or I can't believe they just said that they voted for that person or that they agree with this or that they disagree with that. They're a piece of shit. You know, they deserve to blah, 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 blah. Really? Because again, I know a lot of people who are the very opposite of me who are great people and don't deserve to be judged just for being different or just for having opposing views. Opposition doesn't equal piece of shit. It doesn't in my book. Of course, judge for yourself. Honestly, we shouldn't be judging anything. But it doesn't. In my book, it does not mean that we can't have a certain type of a relationship. Stay Stay tuned. tuned for more empowering conversations on the Unspoken Cycle podcast. As a woman, I value relationships with like-minded women. I personally keep a small social circle. I have one very best friend, my bestie, who I have been friends with since the second grade. She's my ride or die. She's been there through every up and down, every roller coaster ride I've been on. Totally supportive. I love her to death. I also value having other close women um, in my circle. And there are some friends of mine who I am not necessarily on the same page as when it comes to our political standpoints and our religious values. However, I think it's important for us as humans to know how to sustain valuable friendships regardless of differences of opinion. I was reading an article that was very uh, insightful to me called 10 Reasons Why Friendship is So Important in Life by Madeline Miles. And it's on the website betterup.com. And Madeline talks about various benefits of having friendship in our lives. She talks about how friendships give us a sense of belonging. We know we add value in that relationship. It builds our confidence and self-esteem knowing that we're cared and valued. It helps us prevent things like high blood pressure and heart disease because we feel good. We feel good about ourselves. We feel good about the relationship and the friendship that we're in. It provides us with that comfort and that solace. It combats social isolation and loneliness. So when we're going through it, we know we have someone valuable in our life to turn to who cares about us and loves us. It teaches us new things and grows our perspectives. That's to me is really important in a friendship. Friendships teach me things. Relationships teach me things. They allow me to see points of view from different perspectives. They allow me to explore things I may not explore on my own or consider or think about on my own. They're support systems that help us grieve, that help us get through really tough situations. That's that emotional support network. When our relationships fail, or we lose a loved one or a job, or maybe we didn't pass the test that we were studying so hard for. Our friends are there for us through the darkest, toughest moments of our lives. They also motivate us to reach our goals, to try new things. They make us laugh. We have a good time with them. They often encourage us to be healthy and live healthy lives. Physically, emotionally, our well-being matters to them. 
And I think when it comes to any friendship and when it comes to family relationships, these things are valuable points to think about, even though we may not be on the same page and see eye to eye with everything. I'm not going to walk away from a friendship or like tell my dad to screw off or something stupid over a political point of view. Now, there are some things that are severe enough to warrant having to step back and take a look at the context of that relationship. Yes. If my dad were to call me today and say, Hey, Leah, I'm going to join the KKK. I feel like it's just right and it aligns with, you know, the values that I have in my life. I would definitely not support that and probably have him um, evaluated in a mental health facility first, you know, because it's just nothing like who he is. Absolutely not. But, you know, that's an extreme example of a situation that I would have to bow out of in a relationship. You know, socially and social circumstances, we don't owe anything, anybody, any conversation or explanation or answer. I honestly feel like politics and religion do not belong in a social setting, but sometimes the very social setting you're in brings about the environment of politics and religion. I just think we have to learn how to tread those waters very carefully. They're extremely tricky. But I don't think that it should always be a conflict or an aggressive conversation or ignite World War III between two people. I think we should always be adult enough and mature enough to have the conversation. And if you're not open or willing to hear another person's perspective or another person's point of view, then speak your mind and make that known and move on from that piece of the conversation. And if you're interested and curious and you want to hear where they're coming from, listen with a fair ear. Give them a chance to share that piece of themselves with you. Our political points of view and our religious values are very, very personal. So when we're automatically shut down and judged and condemned for them, it feels pretty shitty. It's like a big fat fuck you in your face. I don't appreciate that. Do you? One thing I don't think we should ever do is sacrifice ourselves morally for the sake of a social relationship. If you come to me with completely opposite moral values, that can be something that's hard to look past. We do have the opportunity to decide how we invest in somebody, whether they become a friend of ours or a close friend of ours or simply remain an acquaintance. You know, I may think Jane Doe is a cool person, but maybe she's a radicalist in some way that I just cannot vibe with at all. And even socially, that's all she's about. And it's just not what I want to surround myself with. I can't even sit down and have like-minded neutral conversation with her. Okay, so I'm not going to surround myself with Jane Doe. And I'm certainly not going to sacrifice what I believe in or where I stand for her either. You know, so I definitely think there are levels to these kinds of conversations. And again, the same goes for friendships. There may not be friendships that can sustain differences that are deep, deep rooted. We have a lot of laws in this country that people don't agree with. And those very same laws are also supported by large groups of people. There's a divide there. A lot of the controversies that happen in this country have to do with extremely intimate values 
that a person believes in their life. Those can be a deal breaker for a relationship. If I believe in abortion and you are pro-life and we get into a heated conversation about why I believe in abortion and why you believe in pro-life, how do you think that's going to end up? Probably not very well for either one of us. If I am so rooted in my support for pro-choice, I may not be able to vibe with you even as a friend. So I do think that in some contexts, certain relationships in our lives may not be sustainable based on the type of moral or belief system that we have, which is unfortunate. Of course, nobody wants to lose friends or disassociate with family members because of that. But hey, we're all individuals. It happens. I do think we have to take pride in who we are. I do think it's okay to stand up for what we believe in. I think it's okay to wear it proudly. Like I said, I'm a Gen Xer. I was born in 1980. I am a conservative lesbian in an interracial marriage. My wife is a black woman, a black woman who grew up in New York City, born and raised. I was raised in a religious home, textbook religious home. We had family nights every Wednesday night, and it always started out in prayer and Bible study. I went to every church youth camp. I was in the choir from child to adult played instruments in the orchestra. I was even a shepherd in the nativity drive through every Christmas for I don't know how many years. (laughs) That was my life. People will look at me today and tell me I should live my life and believe in certain things that I don't believe in. They tell me that because of the way I live, I'm supposed to be on this side of the fence and not that side of the fence. Or I'm supposed to fight for this right and not that right. And the only right I fight for are the ones that most align with me deeply and intimately and define who I am as a person. And you only get to know that side of me if I welcome you in. Why are these conversations so tricky? Because they're deep. But that doesn't mean they have to be hostile. It doesn't mean they have to be aggressive. And it doesn't mean we have to end up hating each other at the end of a five-minute conversation. Yes, I can love you if you believe differently from me. Yes, I can support you. Talk to me. Let's sit down at the table and have the conversation. But I will draw boundaries, as I hope you will too. And if it gets so intense and personal on a level that is so opposite from my core values, I don't know that that's sustainable. And I'll be honest about that. And I think that once we all learn to navigate those tricky waters in that way, we'll see less and less and less turbulence behind us. Of course, this is all just my opinion, but these are the kind of conversations that we should be having. Conversations on how we can minimize the social divide because it is great and it is unfortunate. The article that I spoke about earlier, is re- it really is a great article to read. Again, it's called The 10 Reasons Why Friendship is So Important in Life by Madeline Miles. You can find it at betterup.com. It talks about all of the things that are valued and should be valued in a friendship. If someone brings to the table the 10 qualities that I mentioned earlier, that friendship is absolutely sustainable, regardless of being at odds. 
There's another book that I think is great that just talks about ways to navigate tricky social situations, period, when it comes to conversation. And it's called Better Small Talk by Patrick King. Sometimes when we're getting to know people or maybe we're in a group of friends or or acquaintances or associates and we're not sure where the conversation is going and how to insert ourselves into it. It can feel awkward and intimidating, and that book is a great tool to just brush up on your socializing skills and understand that there's always a way to have a great conversation, even in awkward circumstances. So I'd like to end with this today, ladies. We all at some point have something in common, and I think that when we try to find those commonalities first, and not focus so much on our differences, beautiful things manifest, beautiful friendships form, and that is sustainable. Thank you so much for listening to me today. If you have not yet, please like and subscribe. And remember, there is a private community just for women waiting for you at theunspokencycle.com. Join for free today. We're there for you with open arms. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to The Unspoken Cycle with Leah Vaughn. Remember to embrace your female within and connect with our community at theunspokencycle.com. Until next time, take care.